News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Another controversial item coming up. More than 100,000 properties across the state have been impacted by Celtic Tiger era building defects, which could cost the state up to 2.8 billion euro to repair. Pat Montague is spokesperson for the Construction Defects Alliance and joins us now. Pat, what types of defects are we talking about here and where is the problem mainly based? So the type of defects we're talking about are, uh, there's three types, but the largest by far are fire safety defects. Uh, So essentially what that is, that uh, apartments are supposed to be compartmentalized from each other to basically stop the spread of fire and smoke. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, up to 90,000 of those apartments you talked about appear to either not have what's called fire stopping put in place or it's been put in place uh, just totally inadequately. Uh, Other types of defects are what they call water ingress, which is basically damp, usually caused by things like balconies or leaky roofs, uh, which then causes problems inside the apartments in terms of mould and all the rest of it. Uh, And then much smaller element is what they call serious structural defects, which may be problems with foundations or whatever. And, in and terms the, of spread, and you were just asked about spread, it's right across the country, but the highest concentration is in Dublin for the simple reason that that's where the vast bulk of the apartments were built. And the working group that has been investigating this, Pat, basically, what, up to 80% of, of, of all apartments and duplexes built uh, during the Celtic Tiger years, those decades, and perhaps an average re- redress cost of, of, of about 27 grand? Yes. Yes. And that doesn't surprise me uh, because that was the sort of based on our work in the campaign over the last four and a half years that was the sort of metrics we've been saying that we've been up for Rockdus committees and other things and we our sense all along was that the number of affected apartments would be somewhere between 90 to 100,000 and that appears to be uh, corroborated by the working group. What impact, apart from, apart from you know, the misery of all the things that, you know, leaks and, and, and other issues, what impact is this having on, on, on the people living in these apartments? I mean, I presume apart from anything else, there must be insurance difficulties? Oh, look, there, there are many, many fold issues. You're absolutely right about insurance because... Uh, one, it becomes much more difficult to get. Two, it becomes much more expensive. But three, what also happens is that, for instance, the excess, uh, particularly for fire damage, goes through the roof. I know, uh, no pun intended, but I know one development near Swords where it's 75000 per apartment, the excess for fire coverage. So in other words, the insurer will only pay out if the fire damage to the apartment is greater than 75000 which is effectively no fire cover at all. I'm going to ask you a silly question here, Pat. Is there, is there any point in going back to the builders or the people who inspected these buildings and approved them way back then to get any of this money back? Uh, well, that angle of trying to get to the builders has been looked at already. And unfortunately, legally, that's uh, just not possible because they set up uh, companies to protect themselves, which they liquidate after every development. So there is nobody to actually sue to get back at. So mm, unfortunately, there's a surprise. But there is a, but, yeah, indeed. But there is a way, which is a levy on the construction sector 
sector. And in the UK, that's exactly what they're doing. In the UK, 38 of the 53 big builders have actually agreed to sort out any defects in their own buildings and to contribute to a building safety fund to remediate buildings uh, where the builders have gone bust. Very, very and briefly. We're looking for a levy here. Very briefly, Pat, that, that, that levy is one possibility of funding, but I saw the Thornstill last night acknowledging and accepting the principle that the state will have to provide most of the funding required. Well, I think they've accepted principle that the state will have to contribute, and that's good because the state has a responsibility. It was their, the, the defects are breaches of their building regulations, and they happened because it was inadequate oversight and supervision during the construction process, and that was the responsibility of the state. So the state does have a responsibility, but frankly, the construction sector have the biggest responsibility here, and they should not be let off the hook. And that's one of your recommendations? Uh, well, that's certainly one of the things we're asking for. I understand the working group has uh, spoken about the, the, the levy, okay. but I don't understand. My understanding is they haven't made a recommendation on it, but we are certainly think they should because government are actually actively looking at a levy in relation to block makers for MICA, okay. and we think they should extend it right across the sector. Okay, Pat Montague of the Construction Defects Alliance, thanks for joining us. MICA, Pyrite and now Defective Oh, We are bad at regulation in this country, no question about it. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.